We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by Chris Benzine. If you're out there on Twitter, go ahead and give Chris a follow at crispy 27 You can follow me at jakeski52. Chris, biggest news of the day so far, we've got Steven Strasburg in a place he's all too familiar with. He is back on the disabled list due to elbow soreness. He was on the slate for tonight. He's 10K, uh, one of the higher projected pitchers on a lot of different sites. So make sure to remove him from your lineups if you're listening to this podcast and have not yet. His replacement, AJ Cole, you got to search for him, but he's 5,400 on FanDuel. More of a stack against option or a pitching punt play for you, Chris? I think you can probably get a little stack against him, but I don't know if I would because he's actually still a decent pitcher. So mm-hmm. he's 5,400. I could see more of it being um, in Baltimore, though. I mean, yeah. I, I still don't, I don't the know. The ballpark I might stay factor away. is going against him for sure. I There's might no stay doubt away. About that. Yeah. I mean, I, if anything, I'd go with a stack possibly, but uh, I may also stay away from that game somewhat. I, I feel like if anything, I'm going to go with some of the Baltimore hitters, though. In that yeah. matchup yeah exactly i mean cole very limited appearances in the majors at triple a he's got a 426 era but the fit brings that down a little bit to 392 striking out around seven eight per nine which isn't you know off the charts or anything like that i mean at 5400 you can do a lot of different things with your lineup but i also do kind of like uh, some middle tier pitchers a little bit better and you can still have some good things with your lineup and we'll give you some value plays today because it is an eight game slate monday evening here of course there's one afternoon game we've got the reds and 
and the Dodgers. So just eight games. It's a small slate here on on the on the for the night slate here on FanDuel. But Chris and I are going to help you out today here, starting with our cash game picks. If you're entering a 50-50, a double up, Chris. Who are you rolling with this evening? Yeah, if I'm entering a 50-50 or a double up, my top pitcher of the night going top of the board, top of the line. We have John Lester at 11,000 going into San Diego to face Edwin Jackson and the Padres. He's the heaviest favorite on this slate. He's minus 223, he and the Cubs. And uh, he's facing a tr- basically a triple-A Padres talent level lineup. <laughs> I did get I did, I did get some heat for calling that triple-A San Diego <laughs> last week. Uh, some of those guys are, are, are exceeding expectations. Your Dickerson, or I'm sorry, your Jankowskis, yes. your Shrimps, uh, those type of guys. But hey, they still have you on Harris Solarte, Will Myers at least. But overall, top to bottom, yeah. one of the weaker lineups right now. Yes, and, and you do mention like Will Myers. He's been slumping at the plate recently. No and, more protection. Yeah, and you do... Uh, uh, you look at some of the Padres splits, they have extremely high strikeout rates recently. That's a part of the reason you want to target them. They have a 25.3% strikeout rate against lefties this season. That's second highest in the league and a 26.8% strikeout rate highest. In, or does it highest in the league for that? Second highest in the league for, for against lefties mm-hmm. highest in the league over the last two weeks yeah. at 26.8%. So you combine that with a 70 weighted runs created plus mark, over that span and a 274 woba weighted on base average which is kind of go hand in hand you combine that with uh, the strikeout rate and you have a lot of room for value they're still at eleven thousand, and a lot of those numbers those advanced numbers are a product of the biggest bats in the padres lineup being left-handed some of those names alex dickerson ryan shrimp those two guys uh, at Travis Jankowski atop their order a lot of those guys are being left-handed they're neutralized by the fact that John Lester is left-handed and they struggle against those southpaws so that's where you're getting a lot of the value there from John Lester is a lot of those big bats in their lineup those better bats we were talking about that makes their lineup better aren't as good against left-handed uh, pitching all right. So, yeah, I do like that strategy a lot, Chris. I think Lester is a solid play, and at only eleven thousand, it's reasonable enough. I think his price gets a hike up there because of, of course, the matchup and the lack of other top tier options on the slate, especially after uh, Steven Strasburg got scratched here. So after Lester, we're left with Carlos Carrasco and David Price as the top tier o- options. For me personally, I'm going to go ahead and roll with Carrasco of the Indians here. He's had right about uh, 40 fantasy points in his last three. He got 41, 48, 39. Uh, of course, he kind of had a clunker against the Twins there, but I'll just kind of th- throw that out as a little bit fluky here. And the other big thing I like here is the matchup and the win probability for Carrasco. Not only does he have big strikeout potential every time he takes the mound, but he's taking on an A's team that may or may not have Billy Butler not really at full strength they're not like he was a huge difference maker anyway but team maybe not at full strength and you got Andrew Triggs with an ERA right around five the over-under on this game is seven and a half being played at the O.com Overstock Coliseum here. And you got the Indians, even though they're on the road, as about minus 160 favorite. Those bats are hot. Uh, I mean, Carrasco's win probability alone does it for me tonight. And because you can get him at 700 less than Lester, then there's a chance there. But I couldn't knock anybody wanting to play Lester either here. So those are your top two options on the evening here. Let's move on over to hitters, Chris, where there's a uh, lot of interesting value to be had tonight. You really kind of have to pick apart these games individually here when it's only an eight-game slate. If we start off behind the plate, who are you leaning towards uh, for a value play here on Monday night? 
I'm going to totally contradict myself right away off the bat and potentially put in Derek Norris at 2,200 against Leicester. There are not a ton of good catching options on the slate tonight, so if I'm looking for a value play down the list, I'm punting the position. He's the guy I'm going to punt with. He has Because he has a decent history against Leicester, he is 3-for-13 with five walks, a home run, and a stolen base. And he's a guy who generally hits lefties well and could steal. He does snag a base from time to time, and with Leicester's inability to keep base runners close to the bag because he can't throw over to first base well enough, uh, I could see him getting a steal, snagging a base if he can get on base. And you're not looking for a ton of production behind the plate if you're doing for 2200 and you definitely you don't need it at that price tag. You don't need a ton of production if you're paying just 2200 behind the plate. You love those fast catchers that can maybe sneakily <laughs> steal a base, Chris. I noticed with the, there's been a lot of Real Mudo recommendations this year, and Real Mudo is a season-long fantasy darling because you never get that kind of speed from the backstop position there. But yeah, I do like that pick. If you're not using Lester, of course, you probably don't want to stack them both in your same lineup. I know it's a small slate and the options are limited, but I still try to avoid that strategy here. Uh, But if you do go with someone like Carrasco or you want to do David Price or or maybe one of the tourney pitchers we'll recommend later, Norris is an excellent option for salary relief. You sure could stack up your outfield or something like that if you were to go with a cheaper pitcher and a $2,200 catcher. But the catcher I'm going to go for is going to be Gary Sanchez of the Yankees. Man, he's hitting 27. I'm sorry, he's hitting third in the order right now and still sits at just 2,700. That will eventually correct itself, but make sure to go ahead and get yourself shares uh, before you do. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm looking at that. He's 2,900 still. So um, 2,900, not quite exactly uh, what I had there, but still, he's under 3,000. I think he brings you tons of good value at the catching spot here. What about first base, though, Chris? A lot of pricey options on the slate. Are you paying up here on Monday night? I'm going middle tier a little bit. I'm not going to the top tier up there with Ortiz and Rizzo. I'm actually going to Milwaukee, and I'm going with Chris Carter at 3,400 against Chad Bettis. Hmm. He's a guy who hits in bunches, and he's been hot at the dish recently. So I think you got to strike before Sleepy goes back into his slumber. So when you got that, you had 908 at uh, OPS at home this season, 20 of his 27 home runs. And Chad Bettis' splits don't really change that much. You look at majority of uh, Coors Field, Rockies pitchers, their splits are dramatic between home and road, but mm-hmm. Chad Bettis really doesn't have that. compared. And he has a 5.20 road ERA and a 4.69 FIP, which is actually worse than his home FIP number this year. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't really been pitching that well, regardless of the ballpark. And his home run rate actually is also higher away from Coors. He has a 1.33 home runs per nine on the road versus just a .75 home runs per nine at home this year. So you look at his numbers, don't really change as dramatically as some of the other pitchers. And I think it's there's plenty of room for value at 3,400 to strike on Chris Carter at that price tag. Going down the list a little bit more, a value play I like, uh, A.J. Reed at 2,500 going against Jamison Tyone. Uh, he's the main reason I like him is because the I feel the price hasn't exactly risen yet to match the production that he's had recently. Uh, if you look, he's had he's actually a hundred less than he was on Sunday, which is kind of surprising, especially because he's reached base twice in each of the last five games and he scored a minimum of nine points in each of those contests. So you're getting a guy that scored a minimum of nine in five contests, twenty five hundred two reaching base twice in the last. He's on a hot streak. I feel like I like that matchup enough to and there's plenty of room for value if you're going 
to punt, not exactly punt the first base position, but look for some value, maybe go heavy somewhere else. At 2,500, I feel there's plenty of room for value with uh, A.J. Reed. Yeah, absolutely. I think he, yeah, both of those guys uh, bring excellent options to the table here. I also just want to, you know, in addition to those guys, maybe consider Ben Paulson against Jimmy Nelson. I know Ben Paulson's on the road, but you get that huge Rockies road price ba- break. And then you've got Jimmy Nelson, who struggled pretty badly of late. Paulson kind of a punt play at first base. But, uh, you know, if you're going to go with a stacked outfielder, one of the top pitching price options, you got to sacrifice somewhere. So I just wanted to throw out a value play, though. I'm not saying lock them in all my lineups, but it, it's an option to consider if you can't afford the carters and the napolis the freemans the rizzos of the world here so uh, something to consider there moving forward here but let's move on keep on going around the horn let's go over to the keystone where i believe daniel murphy yep daniel murphy is the highest priced player at 4200 tonight followed by altuve at 4000 kipnis at 3700 dj lemayhu at 3700 are you looking at that top tier you got some suggestions where we can find some value here on monday I did go down the list a, a little bit again in this one. We are about mid-range again in the second base position. My pick uh, is more based on a batter versus pitcher matchup today. We have Ben Zobrist against Edwin Jackson and the Padres getting a little run support for John Lester. Uh, while he's just 3 for 13 against them, each of his three hits are extra base hits, and he does have a home run, and he's added four walks in there to raised that OPS in 13 at-bats and 17 plate appearances to over 1,000 in that batter versus pitcher matchup. He was struggling at the plate for a bit, but he's amped it up again in the past week, and he's got, he went three for five on Saturday with a home run and three runs scored. So Had a good series turning, at Coors Field, yeah. Yes, he did. I mean, obviously Coors Field helps out. It definitely can help turn pitcher or hitters uh, back in the right direction if they're struggling exactly. at the plate bringing up that confidence now Zobrist yeah he's just 3400 I've seen him over 4000 several times this year so he has the potential to get hot and raise his price so he might be someone that you want to buy low on uh, one guy that I like tonight is uh, I like those raised middle infielders uh, especially the right handers in, in guys like Logan Forsythe and, and Tim Beckham Forsythe 3500 if you can afford it Tim Beckham 2700 maybe you want to consider these a little bit more towards GPPs because they are going up against David Price price but they both get a lefty they have outstanding numbers against left-handers and they're at home which can only help the home cook in there so uh i just want to throw those guys out there as potential options because uh Forsyth is, is just starting to heat up again he's had some monster fantasy games uh in fact his last three have been 28.9 25.7 and 27.9 i know it's david price but i think he has a decent chance to continue that streak here i'm running each of those three as well i'm running each of those three man very rarely do you get someone that hot at a price of 3500 especially in the middle infield spots so uh someone that you got to absolutely take a look at here uh what about third base though chris there's a lot of uh a lot of interesting options there and a lot of high priced options you're going with the high price guys guys like chris bryant 4300 nolan arenado 4000 or are we moving down the list a tad i seem to be going down the list a little bit and going mid mid range today for some reason and the guy that stuck out with me uh was jake lamb at 3300 going against mike fulte nevich yeah, there's a limited sample size in this, but he does have a three for six with a double against Fulty. And his re- Fulty. <laughs> yes. Um, his, uh, his recent struggles at the plate have dropped his, av- or dropped his price tag to 3,300, but he does have a 945 OPS against right-handers this year and over 1,000 OPS at home. So you look at those numbers, both of those are in his favor. 
and he's facing a mediocre matchup on the mound. And prior to the previous two goose eggs that he put up, he put up, uh, he had 12 points or more in the previous three games. So he does have, and he has plenty of upside. He has over 20 home runs this year. He's a guy that has power. He's in a hitter friendly environment in Arizona. So if you're looking for a guy that I feel has plenty of room for potential, uh, for value, I believe Jake Lamb is that guy on Monday night. Yeah, I wrote down Jake Lamb, and I honestly didn't write down anybody else. Uh, We can't do the chalk play of the day anymore on XM Radio because it's football-only talk at this time of the year. But had there been a segment for the Ralph Wiggum chalk play of the day, I think that would have gone to Jake Lamb. He's just 3,300. Excellent lefty-righty splits. There's there's a lot to like about Lamb getting going again, so I'm not really looking anywhere else at the third-base position tonight here. But shortstop, Chris, there's some... Uh, I found some interesting plays. Uh, the top guys are pretty expensive here, uh, but I think you can find some value at shortstop. Are you? Do you have any suggestions for value shortstop plays? Yeah, my value shortstop play of the day is Orlando RC at 2,300 against Chad Bettis. Don't want to <laughs> pound home the... Uh, the Brewers on this, but he's hitting. He's been hitting the two spot for the Brewers, and Chad Bettis is another matchup that doesn't really scare me. And it, this is more of a, a salary relief play again. And you're getting Orlando Garcia, a guy that has some speed to snag a base or two, if possibly. And I, you're getting a quality position in the order with some decent bats mm. behind him at a 2,300 price tag. Now he hasn't been particularly amazing since being called up he was a mm-hmm. he is a was a good sized prospect a, a high prospect high ranking prospect before he was recalled hasn't been extremely hot at the plate but he does have a few games in here where he has put up double digits 18.4 he has a 27.9 in the ledger and a 24.8 so he's been up for a while he only he hasn't had a bunch of big games it might be a tournament play because he's put up a, a fair number of goose eggs but uh, he is a guy that has some speed and I feel could impact the game. And he should get the at-bats to do it. Yes, and he'll get, he'll get the at-bats being second in the order. You're going to get – sometimes you get more at-bats at the top of the order than you do at the bottom more often than not. Yeah, indeed. There's a lot to like there. I, I think you could go a little bit safer in getting your Brewers pieces, maybe going with a guy like Keon Broxton at 3,100. That's, that's red hot. Some might argue that it's a buying high opportunity with Broxton, but – I think that if you want to get a piece of that game, Broxton's a good way to do it. I, just to backtrack to shortstop before we dive fully into outfielders, uh, Didi Gregorius is kind of my pick. You get a lefty against the right-handed Cody Martin and the Mariners. Yeah, it's at Safeco Field, but Didi Gregorius for 2900 uh, there's some value there. Um, hopefully some of those Yankees bats can keep it going and get, get some base runners on there for him. But, uh, yeah, for under $3,000 options, I think Gregorius could get it done for you here. But what about the outfield, Chris? I mentioned Keon Broxton. Were you on the Keon Broxton train tonight as well, or are you looking elsewhere in the outfield? I did notice that Keon Broxton was hot, but I did go with actually a different Brewers pitch, uh, Brewers outfielder in Aaron Perez at three thousand going against Bettis. Ooh, there we go. He's uh, I, I don't again I don't want to hammer home the Brewers today, but uh, this is one of the few games that you have on the slate that is a hitter friendly environment with two struggling pitchers going, and Perez continues to score to the plate. He has two home runs and three stolen bases in the past week, and then you back that up to two weeks ago and in the past two weeks he has three home runs and four stolen bases so he's a guy that brings you both sides of the equation that add up to a lot of fan duel points and you're getting him at a price tag that's very reasonable 
against a pitcher that is pretty shaky on the mound. And as I mentioned before, the splits don't really impact his numbers too much. So I feel there's plenty of room for value at 3000 there. My uh, next outfielder I have is the same price tag, Chris Davis at 3000 going against Carrasco, who's your pitcher of the day, your cash game pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I feel like many the, the fact that it's Carrasco going against him may steer many away from him, but Carrasco's been a little – he's had a couple stumbles on the mound recently, and Davis is another one of those guys like Chris Carter's I mentioned earlier who's a streaky hitter. And he's homered in two of his last three games. So if he can keep it going when he's hot at the plate, that's when you want to jump on him because it'll last for a little while and then it'll go away and he'll be dead cold at the plate. Mm -hmm. So now is the time to jump on him. You probably maybe go with him in a tournament too because of the – of the pitching mound and there is uh, the pitching matchup and the fact that there there is a chance that he could put up a goose egg but i feel like with at 3000 he's got plenty of power over 30 home runs this year i feel like there's plenty of room for value at 3000 at, at that pick my final outfielder i went up the board actually against um my starting pitcher that i threw out for tournaments coming up uh i i am going to go against him in with one hitter at Carlos Gonzalez, 3,700, going against Jimmy Nelson. Most of the damage done against Nelson's from left-handed bats this season. So Carlos Gonzalez is a premier bat, middle of the order. It's still a hitter-friendly environment, not Coors Field, but still pretty hitter-friendly. And the Jimmy Nelson's FIP numbers, which I will mention later on, uh, suggests that a reduction that could lead to a big night for some of the Rockies hitters especially so, those lefties yeah. especially those left-handed hitters I really do like cargo tonight I'm gonna try to work him in, in as many spots as possible uh, I know it's on the road for it's at Miller Park here but actually uh, this would be a fun one to quick take off of work and run to go see actually I wouldn't mind doing that but anyway uh yeah I like those p- picks Chris it's a good job I want to throw, throw a few more names into the mix uh you know I'm, I know I've mentioned a lot of Rays just because they get that quote-unquote price decrease <laughs> you know you got the pawn all of them are cheaper against david price is where i'm going with but uh steven souza's only 2700 against david price i think based on his splits this season that's someone that you might want to look at for salary relief if you're looking for yankees bats against cody martin i think guys like brett garner at 3100 jacoby ellsbury at 3200 both very reasonably priced and uh, of course a couple lefties going against the right-hander of course granted it is safe go but there can be some home runs hit there as can anywhere of course and then finally david dahl's moved up to the leadoff spot for colorado he's 3500 against jimmy nelson i know you kind of like nelson for tourneys today chris but at the same time, I think uh, you can make a valid argument, almost equally valued argument, that you might want to consider stacking in uh, still a hitter-friendly ballpark against a pitcher who has been struggling. Well, listen up, fantasy football fans. The wait is nearly over, and football is back, which means FanDuel is back. And this year, it's better than ever. It's not just a new season at FanDuel. It's a new era. They've upgraded their entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans, and they believe you deserve to experience everything sports has to offer to make you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now. Just pick your teams, 
stay under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. If you're new to the game, no worries. You can play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are games for just one dollar. There's 50-50 contests even, where half of the entries win cash. Or you can settle the score with a friend in FanDuel's brand new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams. That sounds pretty exciting, Chris. Plus, new features ensure a fair and level playing field. Have all the fun that fantasy football has to offer. Have all the fantasy football that has to offer at FanDuel. Be sports rich. Well, Chris, before we move on to our tournament pitchers of the day, I just want to work in our BVP matchup of the day. It was just an eight-game slate here, so looking at the batter versus pitcher splits, there were very few that jumped out a lot, but one of them is Adam Lind against Michael Pineda. Five for 14 with two home runs. You can get him, I believe, at a pretty cheap price on FanDuel, actually just 2800 So, you know, I mentioned, I mentioned, hinted at Ben Paulson at 26 earlier. I might like Adam Lind at 2800 earlier if you're looking for a value play first baseman here. But, Chris, next up, tournament pitchers. Uh... Are you going total homer here with these Brewers? Yeah, I'm going to go total homer. We are we're going to roll everything on Brewers tonight. Mm-hmm. Might uh, be able to do because of the Chris Davis recommendation. You might be able to actually put a lineup together of all former and current Brewers. If only Luke Roy was playing tonight, you could get a good catcher. It is possible. Um, but yeah, we are sitting Jimmy Nelson at 6400 against Chad Bettis. Plenty of room for batters if you put him in your lineup. Now I'll first mention the reasons people will avoid him. Uh, first of all, hasn't he hasn't gone more than five innings in any of his last six starts and maxed out at 29 points over that span, and he also lost each of those six starts. He's also facing a lineup in Colorado that you mentioned you like a lot of hitters, and generally that Rockies lineup is considered a lineup you want to avoid at all costs. But if we go, if we look into it a little deeper, I'm going to divulge the reasons why I'm considering him. Yeah, so the first reason is the factors mentioned above will limit his ownership. I expect it to be pretty low in this game because it's at a hitter-friendly environment, and the pitchers, Jimmy Nelson, as I mentioned, as I said before, hitters against him, I, I feel like there's going to be a low ownership in this game. Then you look at the Rockies' splits, and they unsurprisingly favor their home park pretty heavily. The road drop-off may surprise people still even though you do expect there to be a a drop off from Coors Field to the road there's a a very significant drop the Rockies rank fifth in strikeouts on the road this season at 23.4 percent and their weighted runs created plus of 83 is fifth worst tied for fifth worst in the league so now we turn to Jimmy Nelson and on the opposite side of the coin Nelson has a 2.79 ERA at home this season, so that split of home and road ERA heavily favors his starts at home. But I will admit in this game that the FIP that I mentioned I was going to discuss earlier is similarly bad both at home on the and on the road. 5.06 FIP at home, 5.07 on the road. So it suggests he's due for regression, but we're just going to hope that that's not tonight that that regression occurs. It's a tournament play, so he's one a reason I'm going to be willing to put it out there. There's still, you have a slight uh, strikeout rate uptick for Jimmy Nelson at home, and a fewer walk, uh, a lower walk rate, so a better chance to go deeper in the game. He's struggled to do that recently, so he's a slight underdog in this game, but he still has a decent chance to snap that losing streak. I feel against Chad Bettis, and if he gets that win, you have a decent matchup and some of the factors working in his favor. 
I feel like there's still room for value. And then you, if you put him in and he does pitch well, you have a lot of salary to spend on some of the better hitters on that mm-hmm. night. Chris, I'm going to respectfully disagree, although you do make a compelling case. You should almost be a defense attorney, I think, because you you defended someone who I believe is guilty, guilty of having less than 10 fantasy points in three of his last four games. So I'm not big on Jimmy Nelson today, but you, the best point that you do make possibly is that, that it's risky enough and the ownership will be low enough that he could really pay off big for you if he does come back. Because we know what Jimmy Nelson's capable of. I still think he's a three or four starter on, on, on a good team. He, he He's a good pitcher. I believe he just has a few things that he needs to work out as a young guy and maybe tonight all the factors click maybe to not maybe they don't but uh when I go from the bottom of the list up uh I I look at the pitchers one by one cheapest to the top and the first one that comes out to me that I don't think is going to get completely blown up tonight is Jameson Tyon of the Pittsburgh Pirates uh he's going up against Doug Fister and the Astros they are at home they are minus 145 home favorites and it's against an Astros squad that strikes out at a rate of 23.9 percent against right-handers I'm buying the skills with Tyon he's uh, well surpassed glass now in their prospect rankings here and uh, there's just a lot to uh, just overall a lot to like I like watching him pitch these Pirates bats uh, James like uh, Josh Harrison starting to uh, to pick it up a little bit as since he's been at the leadoff spot uh, you know the lineup's waking up a little bit they've got a home team uh, you know they're going up against the strikeout prone Astros and Doug Fister to give him the win probability so for just $1,100 more I think I got to go tie on tonight you, you, see, you see where I'm coming from there Chris I can see where you're coming from I'm, and certainly he is an option as well I did I did look at him as an option but uh, I, I turned away by a little bit by his uh, the Astros recent numbers they've been pretty good offensively recently so but it is a tournament play that might keep exactly. people off of him and low ownership is what you want in the starting exactly. pitcher for tournaments yeah the other factor for me was maybe being a young guy with any kind of innings limit pitch count restrictions especially now that it's starting to be late in the season which will continue to keep you monitored on uh, when we talk about these DFS plays here with MLB real quick before we sign off weather report as of of about 3 p.m. Eastern record time right now. Uh, looking pretty clear. Half the games are in domes, and according to our partners at Forecast.io, we've got a 0% chance of rain every, uh, everywhere else. It's a beautiful day in Madison, Wisconsin as well. Hope it's a beautiful day for you folks as well. Before I sign off, also, we do have a special offer for new FanDuel users. If you're interested in checking out RotoWire, you can get a free six-month subscription with us for just a $10 deposit on FanDuel. That used to be a $20 deposit. We went ahead and slashed it in half. So go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire to uh, get that deal. Not only will you get the free subscription, you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. And, of course, using all our RotoWire tools are going to help you make that money grow fast here. That's over $40 in value for just $10. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. If you're already a FanDuel user and want to check out the pod, be sure to go to FanDuel. I'm sorry. Be sure to go to RotoWire.com slash pod. You can check out the website free for 10 days, get you ready for your season-long drafts, help you with daily MLB. That's rotowire.com slash POD for a free 10-day trial to the website. Once again, I'm with uh, I'm Jake Letarski. You can follow me at jakeski52. Thanks for joining me today, Chris. You can follow Chris at crispy272002. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Podcast will return Tuesday with John McKechnie and I. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.